who changed this man from old to new, from dead to alive, who changed his heart from stone to flesh. And that when you're sharing a testimony at the end there, that's another transformation that happens. I think in testimony, give me the Baptist alliteration here real quick, transformation is evidence of testimony. Ooh, come on, Jesus, I just, I want to say thank you for who you are, Lord. You, you show your power and your grace constantly. Tonight, as we're talking about testimonies, I just want to, want to say thank you for all the testimonies that you have, you have created. These are stories of people's lives you have changed. I want to pray that tonight would honor you, that we would glorify you with everything we say, everything we talk about tonight would just be to to build you up lord uh in your name i pray amen amen brother you doing good i'm doing good how are you doing bro, i'm glad you're on bro i'm glad i'm on guys too. this is my brother seth rocket he um is a local here in clearwater florida um i just actually got back yesterday did i tell you that yeah you told me that. yeah yeah so i uh flew i flew back in on silver airways um it's a pink airplane actually my flight attendant Pink is fire. Yeah, it's fire. My flight attendant was like the nicest person, and she called herself. She said she flew with the Barbie plane. That's what she called it. That's fire. <laughs> yeah. Did you share the gospel with her? No, bro. Thank you for challenging me, though. I actually was able to share the gospel with the guy who wheelchaired me around, though, in the airport. That's awesome. His name was James, and he asked for me to pray for him for um, his next steps. He doesn't know what he wants to do next. Um, but yeah, guys, be praying for James that he would be drawn to the Lord. But sure. but yeah, but guys, Seth is awesome. We challenge each other to share the gospel. Um, and today is kind of similar to that. We're talking about testimonies, aren't we, Seth? Yes, sir, we are. And I'm so excited because testimony is a huge, huge part of our walk with the Lord and also with you know sharing with other we were just talking about how like when you look online at like a master class or like people trying to sell those courses, you know, they always share like testimonies of other people uh look at me i did this um you know master class and now i'm making three hundred thousand dollars a year you know what i'm saying a testimony is just a review yeah yeah for sure and and people are impacted right people buy things because they've heard a testimony um so they're huge and we're super excited to um to do that but bro how did we meet bro oh, icebreaker real quick how, how did we meet so the first time we met, um, I was hanging out with Dante, who is a mutual friend of ours. Dante Hines. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, me and Dante had, I had just started coming to the church. Uh, I had never really gone to lunch out with people. This was my first week being out. And the first week I meet Austin. Austin, if you know Austin, is a very, very loud, very <laughs> outgoing guy. Um, so he invited me to lunch, and we went to Applebee's. It was Applebee's, bro. I can't remember if it was Chili's or Applebee's. It was definitely Applebee's. And Kate was there, right? Yes. Kate, That's your girlfriend, funny. Kate, was there, and then McCall. So it was, it was a double date with me. Yes, bro. You were the fifth wheel. Wasn't Luke Hilkert there, Yeah, too? I think Luke was there, too. So it was the triple date, though. No. It was a triple date. <laughs> <laughs> the bros bro that's awesome but yeah guys we met we met after church one day and seth got plugged into cya and tonight you shared your testimony didn't you i did i did share my testimony tonight it you was, did good it was an bro. awesome experience yeah it was great so tonight um 
we there was a it's called the story was it called the story is that what they did yeah it was story night or story night or to tell stories or something to like tell that. stories yeah so tonight they uh basically had seth um brother luke and sister bonnie um in between like like it would be worship and then testimony worship testimony worship testimony and they shared their testimonies and then in small groups we um we kind of went around and had people share their testimony it was really cool and seth got to share on the stage today and he did great bro Thank and you, um, that led us to wanting to actually talk about testimony on the podcast tonight. So I'm really excited about it. Um, but first question is, what is a testimony, right, guys? We want to answer the question is, all right, well, we hear this word. It's kind of a churchy word, you know, Christianese. <laughs> but like what actually is like even from a secular viewpoint, like what is a testimony? So I have the description of testimony pulled up here. Hey, okay. And for a secular description of testimony, it says a formal written or spoken statement, especially one given in a court of law. A formal written or spoken statement, especially given in a court of law. Interesting. Yeah, so it's like this this thing that has happened. Like I am speak right, in a court of law, they give an oath that this is true as well, yep. which is really interesting. Um, and... Okay, that's cool. Thanks for bringing up the definition. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I would say like from a perspective of, I guess, secular world or just looking at that from that lens, like it's your story. You know, like I'm giving a testimony that this person is a good person, right? In court of law, like they'll say, you know, if someone's getting tried against, they'll say, I'm giving a testimony that I taught this young kid and he was amazing in my class and he's always had a good attitude and he's always been of good character. Um that's a testimony. So when talking about a Christian point of view, though, it's a little bit different. Absolutely. Right? Because we have testimony statements, but stories of of a one circular story of the gospel. Yeah. Right? So how would you, first thoughts on like, how would you describe like a Christian viewpoint of a testimony? So... I think for a testimony, it's good. It's a three-stage process. Okay. Okay. So for me, it's the moments before. Okay. The moment during, and the moment after Christ. Mm, the moment during, like what Jesus does. The moment what Christ changes your life Ooh. and and really affects you mm, as a person. That's cool. That's fire. The three-step process. The three-step process. That's like oh oh this is good. Have you seen the chosen? I have not seen The Chosen. Bro. Okay, so I've actually been lacking. My dad loves The Chosen, okay? Um, I almost just spoiled a Christmas present. I don't know if my dad will ever listen to this episode, but <laughs> I don't want to share it because of that reason. But basically, he loves The Chosen, and um, my, my parents' church, House of Hope, loves The Chosen as well. Like, they just all love it. It's House a really good show. It's awesome, by the way. Oh, yeah, you came, right? You coming you come this Saturday, too. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, but basically... There's this scene where Mary uh, Magdalene, um, I think it's Mary Magdalene, it's the non-mother Mary, um, and she's she basically talking to this other person, and she's like, what happened to you? The person is like, to Mary, like, what happened to you? Like, you were so lost, like, you were, like, possessed by demons, and she's like, all I know is I was one way, and now I'm a completely new way, and what happened in between was Jesus absolutely and it was like such a bar bro you dude, need to watch yeah, the chosen dude, inspire it brings goosebumps um it's really good so no that's like the three-step process right there like there's before there's after and then what's in between for from a Christian point of view our testimony it's the same for every single person 
Yes, every single person has the same story. They just get to it in a different way. Ooh, come on, somebody. And um, I want to back that up with Scripture. Um, I have one um, body of Scripture. I think of Ephesians 2. Um, and that is basically a very, very famous um, passage that we talk about a lot when, when honestly, the gospel. Um, and when we look at Ephesians 2, I'm going to start at verse, I'm going to start at 5. It says, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace have you been saved. What translation is this? This is ASV. Sorry, guys. Oh, I'm not connected to Wi-Fi. We're uh, sticking with ASV, people. <laughs> and raised us up with him and made us to sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, ready? That in ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace have you been saved through faith, that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works that no man should glory. Excuse me. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God for prepared that we should walk in them. Right? So what do we see in verse in verse four and five is God being rich in mercy for his great love with he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, what made us alive. So we see a testimony of every single Christian, every single person who surrendered their life to Christ from dead to alive. You know? What's yeah. another what's another way that we see like kind of that process you know like what were we and now what are we i think baptism is a great uh, a great mm. point to step on so i think baptism is a great symbol of a testimony mm. so the way i like to think of it is when you you're sitting above the water this is you before mm. when you're going in the water that's your moment mm. when you're coming out of the water you're leaving your old self in the water mm. and you are born a new person yeah and it is just a great symbol of what a testimony is mm. it is the gospel yeah, no, that's really good. What did um tonight actually, um sister Bonnie got baptized. Praise the Lord! It was a really cool moment. Her brother was able to baptize her. Um, Jay Mock, awesome shout moment. out my brother. That was and, awesome. yeah, it was fire. And um, they say, what does he say? It says, "Buried together with Christ in baptism, raised it's to new life." Is it raised to in water to new life? How do they say it, the second part? I believe it's just raised to new life in Christ. Yeah, that's what it is. Raised to new life in Christ. That's so far. So ra- um, buried buried with Christ in baptism, raised to new life in Christ. Really, really cool. So dead um, and then alive. And then another one um, that that we thought of was, what was it? The, yeah, yeah, First John, First John. Pull that up. First John. Um, that talks about kind of literally just shares the testimony of uh as Lily says like blatantly right in first john chapter is it five yeah chapter five um it says blatantly like and this is the testimony of god um and it's really really good but another one i think of too is um while you're pulling that up is like old and new you know it's like we were once old right we were we were an old creation and now we've been made into a new creation you have it pulled up yeah i have it pulled up i'm gonna go ahead start from verse six i'm just gonna read the whole the whole passage it says jesus christ he's the one who came by water and blood not by water only but by water and by blood Mm -hmm. and the spirit is the one who testifies because the spirit is the truth for there are three that testify Mm -hmm. the spirit the water and the blood and these three are in agreement. If we accept human testimony, God's testimony is greater because it is God's testimony that is given about his son. Mm. 
Mm. The one who believes in the Son of God has this testimony within himself. Mm. The one who does not believe in God has made him a liar Mm. because he has not believed in the testimony that God has given about his son. And this is the testimony of God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Dude, that's fire. I'm actually pulling that up too so I can dig into that with you because I want to go even deeper. What do you get out of that though? We see the three-step process again. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. I think the Bible works in in, in steps of three. The mm. Holy Spirit, the Father, and the Son. Mm. Um, and you see that a lot. But I think the big thing here is our testimony is just an extension of God's testimony. Mm. God's testimony will always be greater than our testimony because our testimony is God's testimony. Mm, that's fire. What is our testimony without God? Yeah, facts. And even like saying like, that what hit me was I don't know what it, which verse was was it seven seven and is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is the truth for there are three who bear witness verse nine if we receive the witness of men the witness of God is greater for the witness of God is this that He has borne witness concerning His Son and then this is it right here verse ten he that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in him. He that doesn't believe in God has made God a liar, right? So think about that as like God's testimony is Jesus Christ's son. <laughs> Come on. The, te- the testimony of God is his son. So when people, when the world does not believe in God, they're making out God to be a liar, right? Like if we go back to the thing with the court of law, you know, uh, that it's like God is testifying to his son being true and God yeah. who is truth is testifying Jesus Christ as, as God as the son of God and when we don't believe in that then we're making him out to be a liar and that's like that's so interesting to me and who are we to call the the greatest thing the the universe the God of the universe a liar who are we who are we and then just I really like what you said dude if I can clip that and post it somewhere I thought it was so good you said our testimony is just an extension of God's testimony. That's really good. We find that in um, verse 11. And the witness is this, that God, wait, was that verse 11? No, it was verse, Which oh one? yeah, he has believed and the son of God has witnessed in him. He, that, am I tripping? Oh, it's verse nine. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For the witness of God is this, that he has borne witness concerning his son. He that believes on the son of man has the witness in him. Right. So like when we believe on Jesus Christ, who is the testimony of God, then we now have that same testimony. Um, Dude, that's really, really good. So remember earlier when we said everyone has a testimony? Yeah. That right there just symbolizes more that everyone has a testimony. If you believe in Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. as your savior and you believe in God, then you have a testimony. That's really good. Come on, somebody. Um, That's really good. So what is a testimony, guys? Honestly, real quick, I even want to pull up this, guys, to, to, to talk about the new creation that I was talking about earlier. Second Corinthians chapter 5, um, verse 17. Wherefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. The old things are passed away. Behold, they are become new. So good. So that's our testimony, guys. You know, it's, it's not anything of ourselves. Our testimony isn't, um, I was addicted to drugs and, you know, I worked really hard to get them off. 
you know i was uh addicted to porn and i just worked really hard to get it off i was you know a prideful man and and now i'm the most humble man i know no it's god the father sent his son jesus christ to die and now because of that because he rose from the dead i now can die to myself along with him Come on, and be raised to life yeah so good bro that's awesome um and i want to get into like biblical examples you know but before that i think on this podcast to switch it up a bit it'd be really powerful um you shared your testimony tonight bro i did um and i would love you and i'll share mine mine as well after you but i would love you to share your testimony on here for people to listen to be encouraged um by your testimony but also to be encouraged to share their testimony um and in their day to day life so so share it bro G- give me the spiel absolutely um so i guess i'll just kind of do a condensed version of it uh yeah. so i was born into a christian home Okay. I we went to church on Sundays, you know. Yeah. And did the Iwanas, the youth group, did all the events that we were supposed to. Mm-hmm. But we were what I like to call dead Christians. Mm. Like the we cultural Christian. Exactly, exactly. Mm. We went home and acted the same as everybody else in the world. Mm. My parents were uh very unhappy in their relationship and were very loud, very angry, mm. very angry people at each other. And so I spent the better better part of my middle school age just listening to them scream. Mm. Um, at some point, I guess it got too much, and they got a divorce, and that left me with my mom. Uh, mm. I was with a single mother. Mom hadn't been working over the past 25 years or however, mm. however long my parents were married. Um, and so she was having to learn how to work. Um, I lived in a, an RV trailer at some, at one point. Wow. Um, and that really, that really did a number on me. I saw these people who didn't act any different than the world and called themselves Christians. Um, and that, yeah. that just really pushed me away from it. That's like a false testimony. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like a testimony of you're, you're literally saying it's a statement, right? Like you're in court, you're stating that you're a Christian and you're you're being a false witness right a false testimony and that 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 does numbers on people bro just like it did on you that does numbers on non-believers it it puts such bad taste in people's mouth you know Uh, yeah absolutely it pushes uh it pushes weak christians out of the fold Mm -hmm. that quick yeah um after that i just i got I got pushed, like we said, really hard out of Christianity. I wanted nothing to do with it. And so as soon as I was able to, I started smoking weed. I I started partying and and going out to parties and sleeping around and and doing everything that the world told me would would make me happy because I was was sad. I I had a hole in my chest that I just, that wouldn't go away. So I spent the better part of, of my high school just trying to fill this hole with anything I could find. I tried tried marijuana i've tried cocaine i've i've done mm. shrooms none of it works mm. um and after that i mean i've tried relationships yeah and i know a lot of people young people our ages are, are really desperate for a relationship yeah, and they're trying lonely. To fill the void in that way yeah. it doesn't work mm. the only thing that's going to fill that void is god and i found that out after i i moved to florida i wanted to make the money i was i was i was making a lot of money for a 20 year old mm. um and I was driving the car I wanted to, and I just felt empty. I was I was working seventy-hour work weeks, 
12 hour work days or more mm. um and i would get home and i was just exhausted i was tired of being an addict mm. and i was on the floor just crying i just i cried to god i said please god i'm tired of feeling empty I'm so this was before you came to calvary at all absolutely i had you, hadn't you just to cried years. to god yeah wow dude that's so cool to me um i hadn't gone to church in years this was wow. this was just based off of I knew that God existed and I and knew stuff about God. Mm. Um, and I just cried to him. I said, you're my last resort, God. Please mm. just fill this hole. I didn't go to God with good intentions. I, I went to God very selfishly. Yeah, fill yeah. this hole. Interesting. Um, wow. And in that moment, I felt just a peace that I hadn't felt in, since I was born. I, I just hadn't felt this peace before. Yeah. Um, and a calm that, that I knew was from God. Wow. And I knew from that moment that my life was never going to be the same. Wow. Um, actually, the next day I was driving. Uh, I was driving to a friend's. I had gotten invited out, and I saw Calvary on the side of the road yeah. uh, where I go to church now. Um, and I was, I was like, well, in my head, I was like, I need a church to go to, mm. and I hadn't been looking because yeah. I was spending my entire time in Florida partying and working. So I have a question: When you did, like, when you felt that peace, you asked the him to fill the void, like. Were, did you know the gospel fully in that moment or was it kind of like this just like I know God is real type thing like explain that more because I'm kind of interested so I definitely knew exactly what the gospel was okay gotcha. I, I had because you grew up in the Christian home yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah so I I knew all the church answers mm. I was very good at church answers and not mm. good at relationships. interesting okay. so I had no relationship with Christ and a lot of church answers in my head wow and then um, in that moment when you asked the Lord to fill your void you kind of accepted the gospel as truth. Oh, 100%. Dang, the gospel so is the only cool, thing that saved me. Bro. Dude, so I'm going to butt in real quick and then finish. Like, actually finish and then I'll, yeah, and I, I'll go I, after. Um, after that moment, I, I came to Calvary. They were speaking on Revelation, which is a fantastic book, but it's on, really somebody. difficult to yeah, preach. Yeah, it is. It's really difficult. <laughs> Was it Will, Pastor Willie? Pastor Willie. Pastor Willie. Man, that man is he knows a how fantastic to preach. preacher. Yeah. Um, and... I knew in that moment that that was going to be my church home because for someone to be that brave and preach on revelations, I, I knew it was going to be a, a, like I heard the way he preached on it. He was very, he made it make sense and it's hard to make revelations make sense. Yeah, it is. Um, and I knew in that moment that that was going to be my church home. So I got more involved. Um, Mm. I, I started coming on Sundays every week. Finally, pastor David Rice preached on, uh, Community and how Christians need community. David Rice. Yes, Pastor is that his David son? Rice. That's his brother. That's his brother. Wait. Okay, keep going. Is that Corey? Do you know Corey Press or Caden Press? No. Those are my friends. I don't know if that's their if that's their dad. No, that's Price. I'm tripping that Rice. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually hilarious. If they listen, they're gonna make fun of me so bad. <laughs> All right, keep going. So David Rice is preaching. He was preaching on community, and I knew in that moment that that's what I needed. I was mm. going to church, but I had no community. Yeah. I had no people around me mm. that were pouring into me. Mm. Um, and so he got me in contact. He gave my contact information to Sammy, who I live with now. By yes, the way, sir. this was seven months ago. We're recording in his house right we now. Recording in his house right now. <laughs> um, and he got me in contact with him, and he just he pulled me into CYA, and he pulled me into the fold. And from that moment, God had changed just everything about me. 
Mm. My desires were not the same. Changed the, the heart. Yeah, he changed my heart completely. Mm. Um, so I am now looking to go into ministry. I was originally going wow. to be a firefighter. Um, I was I, there when that happened. The fall retreat. Yep, yep. Called to ministry, baby. Yes, he was. Praise that was a Lord. fantastic weekend. Dude, that was fantastic fire. weekend. All it, each it showed me so much. Someone talking about know how to preach. All of you, bro. Oh my god. That boy know how to preach, my dog. Somebody. <laughs> um, and I am now going to try to be a missionary to Norway. Um, mm. because my my family is Norwegian, so I just feel a big calling to Nor Norway, and I feel that that God's called me to missions. Bro, if you guys are at home right now, give a hand clap to the Lord who changed this man from old to new, from dead to alive, who changed his heart from stone to flesh. And that when you're sharing a testimony at the end there, that's another transformation that happens. I think in testimony, give me the Baptist alliteration here real quick, transformation is evidence of testimony. Ooh. Ooh. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Transformation is evidence of testimony. And there's old to new, there's dead to alive, and there's stone to flesh. And when our heart mm. is changed mm. and the desires are changed, that's evidence of a, of a I'm testimony. Gonna use that. Come I'm going to use that. Ooh, that's fine. <laughs> um, but that's so good in, in talking about my testimony. Oh, and I wanted to talk about real quick is like I thought your testimony is so interesting to me because – I don't hear often that like someone went by themselves in their room and surrendered their life to the Lord. You know, um, the only other person I can think of at this moment, at the top of my head is my dad who, who did that. I don't know if I ever told you about my dad's testimony. He was addicted to drugs and alcohol for 17 years mm. and he was, did crack. He did all, all the above, bro. He was dealing drugs out of a dry cleaners, bro. When a woman of God approached him, told him to come to church, he went to church, heard the gospel preached. He stood up in the middle of service, like in the middle of the sermon. And he looked around and was like, oh, wait, it's just because he was convicted. And then he sat back down, you know, and That's then he awesome. went home. He went home and he got just like kind of like really similar to you. He said, God, if you deliver me from these drugs and alcohol, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And he felt like evil presence leave his room, literally. And he and literally has was has been sober ever since. Um, so like like you radical change, yeah. and his heart was changed. Um, I actually forgot to touch on that. Um, mm -hmm. The night I asked God to to fill this hole, I actually quit cold turkey all the drugs, and that is only because of God. Dude, see that's so cool to me. Like those are like that. Like I'm not. I'm not. Um, how do I say this? I'm not putting down or because I have a testimony that it, I'm about to share that's very, very different. So I'm not putting down any other testimonies, but I want to say these type of testimonies have such an amazing um, just touch and impact on people because it's such so radical. You know, testimonies are my favorite. Dude, it's fire. It's literally it the just best. convicts you so much. It does. And it's like this is a per real person who is who is telling this and they would have to be blatantly lying you know, to my face right now, which more likely than not, they're not, you know, and, and the greatest miracle is the heart change that God can do. We were in Nepal and, 100%. um, someone was saying, um, something like someone wanted to be healed and said, like, I won't believe unless there's healing, you know, and uh, people in America say like, I won't believe unless, you know, he, God does a miracle in front of my face. Right. So first of all, you're basically putting standards on God like for yourself as a human, which is kind of 
ridiculous. He literally came down as a man and proved himself by resurrecting from the dead. That's another topic. Like we <laughs> said, who are we? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But but the thing is, is the greatest miracle God can do isn't heal a leg, isn't isn't um, you know heal cancer. The greatest miracle God can do is change the heart desires change the heart from stone to flesh you stone know? To flesh. um and i think that's so cool but to to touch on my testimony i think it's cool that we have two different testimonies here for people who are listening is i am a pastor's kid and um grew up with that with that incredible testimony of my dad my whole life so that was a huge impact on my walk with the lord knowing all the time that the lord was real you know because yeah. how do you grow up with that testimony not believing in god as is kind of it, it kind of helped a lot that my dad had that and I know that that was for a purpose um but at 7 years old my parents got separated and they um they yeah they were separated and I actually kind of that was like the year I was like grew closer to the Lord I had this actually was I 7 I don't know I was in like second grade so when however yeah. old you are in second grade um but basically my parents um i think you're about the right age okay seven eight probably somewhere right. <laughs> um but my parents get separated and i have this counselor at my christian school um who literally actually side note i saw her my senior year of high school like randomly she came and spoke at my high school and i cried bro because i hadn't seen her in so long and i was like i don't know if that's ever happened to you like you see someone who has had a huge impact on your life, and it's been like ten years, and it's like wow, like you just all those memories flood 100%. in. It's like it's like if ten years from now you haven't seen Sammy, and then like you see Sammy ten years from now, you're like, I'm gonna cry if I see Sammy in six months, bro. Tomorrow, <laughs> bro. In the morning, we'll cry when I see Sammy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, but um, but so like she was incredible, incredible, pivotal in my life just for counseling and like Christian guidance and counseling in my life at that young age. Um, but one thing that was cool is I was led to, to be saved. I think a little bit before, um, this happened, like I, I, I believe like I was saved at seven years old that if I were to die, I was going to heaven. Um, and basically I tell my youth, my children's pastor, I say, in Jesus' name, my parents are going to get back together. I have confidence that my parents are going to get back together. Woo. Isn't that crazy? And my children's pastor crazy. had to tell me that story. I didn't even remember that. Um, but literally a year later, my parents got back together, bro. And they are still All, together? Yeah. yeah. And By they the are grace. fantastic Yeah, exactly. People. By the grace of God to the glory of God, you know. And that was a huge moment in my life where I even saw myself, like, answered prayers, even at a super young age. Um, so... I was blessed to really be like loving the Lord and understanding the gospel at a young age. And then, um, in seventh grade, uh, we moved to Chicago. Um, my dad did a, a kind of a missionary job there, putting together a crusade. Um, and God gave me a lot of peace to move. Um, and that helped our ma- family move in a, in a smooth way and a non burdensome way. And I was just able to grow in the Lord that, that year, seventh grade, middle school. Um, high school comes around. This is where I, I get really good at soccer. Um, and yeah. this is where, like, coaches are telling me, you know, you can keep up with this. You'll go pro, this, that. And it gets in my head, right? And, of course, as a ninth grader, you know, you're going to 
your head's going to get a little big. Pride and, comes before um, the fall. Exactly. And I was very prideful, and I everything was soccer. Everything was soccer in my life. I wanted to be a pro. I was going to be a pro. That was my mindset. I was at a public high school, and I lost community. And my fire for the Lord um, wasn't as bright, and I was starting to get influenced by 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 the the world, you know, butting in on inappropriate stuff, like jokes, and just like not being an ambassador in my school. Um, I noticed it a lot, and I noticed it. Praise God, and my parents noticed it as well, and we saw that there needed to be a change. Um, and I was like, listen, if I want to stick to soccer, I can't go to a public high school. You know, I got to go to a school that's gonna draw me closer to the Lord and I can have community. So I went to Calvary. Um, and long story short, that was the year, really pivotal year where I was just able to say yes to the Lord over and over and over and over. Um, a testimony of faithfulness and obedience that led to a lot of fruit from the Lord in my life and in other people's lives. Um, crazy how God uses bad things or things that we don't like to just produce amazing fruit. Oh, it's fire. (laughs) <laughs> we both say fire and we both say 100 percent. yeah we do <laughs> i get i get where do you get 100 percent from i i've been saying that for years bro. i get it from my dad bro he I says 100 percent every single sentence but moving on um <laughs> i said yes to the lord a lot and and the lord has just really he's always faithful and 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 honestly my heart has just been changed to love him so deeply to love his word a lot um, as you know, in the podcast, we try to use the word of God as much as possible because that's what produces life. Um, and the Lord just been so good. I was able to start this ministry, um, all provided by Jehovah Jireh, by, by, the, by God and praise God. And he's praise just been God. faithful to do that as I've, as I've said yes to him. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my little spiel. Dude, that's powerful. Um, thanks bro. And I want to encourage you guys who, who've loved the Lord for a while and who have, been a Christian and who grew up in the Christian home and have been a Christian since they were five, six, seven years old, that your power, yeah, your testimony is powerful, you know, um, 100%. And, and you can use that. And the Lord has different scenarios, different testimonies for different people for different purposes. Um, and those are important. Absolutely. And, and coming from my side where I'm, I have a little bit of a different testimony. It's amazing. To, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing to hear those testimonies just mm. to, to hear that, there are parents who are raising their children in a godly mm. way, and that is really encouraging. That's to cool. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, because you're looking to be a godly father one day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so yeah, that's really. So that's cool. kind of an example for me. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. And and I'm glad we got to get that chunk in there and, and encourage you guys that you can share your testimony as easy as that. It's the easiest thing you can share. It's literally your life. One thing that um, I don't know if Sammy's taught you yet, but he taught me is, um, have you learned four one one yet? I'm not sure. You might have. It's it's the four questions. Who, uh, what? Uh, why do we share the gospel? Who do we share with? What do we share? And when? Have you heard yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I've heard. So it, basically, the the what um, it starts with their story, um, my story, God's story, um, yeah. and you like basically when you're sharing the gospel, you go up to them and you say, "Hey, like, 
you know, you talk to them about themselves. You know, what's your story? And then you have this 30-second minute testimony where you share your story, where I was and now where God has me. And then lastly, you share God's story, which is the gospel. It's like, how did I get from dead to alive? How did I get from prideful to humble? How did I get to, you know, addicted to set free? You know? Absolutely. There's um, there's a three-step process again. Yeah, there it is. Exactly. <laughs> Boom, bada, bang. Um, so, guys, uh, wrapping up here, I want to... We want to share a couple biblical examples um, of of testimony and what that looks like, even in the Word. Um, so, Seth, what is like the the main one that you kind of wanted to share with the peeps um, when it comes to testimony? So, for me, it's the woman at the well. Come on, somebody! So, for me, that's in the chosen, by be, the way. You is need it to really? Watch I that. do need to watch Dude, that show. So Everyone's good. been talking about it, and I've been. <laughs> I keep thinking about doing. It, I just haven't. Um, so it's in John four. Uh, let me pull it up. All right. So it's Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Yeah. And it says, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard, he was making and baptizing more disciples. No, this is too far early. So he came to a town called, uh, a town of Samaria called Sikar near the property that Jacob had given his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Mm. Give me a drink, said Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is mm. it that you, a Jew, ask for, uh, for a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? If you don't know anything about that, Jews and Samaritans did not get along. Yeah, that's true. Um, and she asked him, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew gift of God and who is saying to you give me a drink you would ask him and he would give you living water Mm. sir said the woman you don't even have a bucket and the well is deep so where do you get this living water you aren't greater than our father Jacob are you he gave us the well and drank from it himself as did his sons and livestock Mm. Jesus said everyone who get who drinks from this water will get thirsty and whatever drinks from the water that I will give them will never get thirsty. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up in him mm. in the eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. Go call your husband, he told her, and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. Mm. You've correctly said, I don't have a husband, Jesus said. For you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. Mm. And you, what you have said is true. Sir, the woman replied, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews say that the the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus told her, Believe me, woman, an hour is coming that you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship Mm -hmm. what we do know. Because salvation is from the Jews, but an hour is coming and is now here Mm -hmm. that the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. truth. So good. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship Him. God is spirit. I think that's important. I'm going to cut off this a little yeah. bit. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship Him. Mm. That's powerful. And spirit and truth. Yeah. And just to preface as well, like this whole section that he's reading is, is not, like this is important because this is the in-between right here. Yes. Right? The woman is, is slept around. She has... She's had five husbands. That's her before. And her encountering Jesus here is the in-between. This is being dunked down in the water, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, keep going. Uh, God 
is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The mm. woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Mm. Just then his disciples arrived, and they were amazed that he was talking to a woman. Yet no one said, What do you want, or why are you talking to her? Then the woman left her water jar, went into town, and told the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Come, could this be the Messiah? Yeah, they left it. the town and made their way to him. That's so far. So, so what's the end there? Immediately, here, it says, In the meantime, the disciples kept urging him, Rabbi, eat something. No, no, I meant, sorry, oh, okay. like the last verse he meant, the, the last verse he said. So I think immediately after realizing who she's talking to and accepting that this is Christ, she went and shared her testimony with the whole town. So cool. Uh, who know exactly who she is. Oh, yeah, they know who she is. They know her past, right? She's shamed. She literally went to the well at a hot time of day, right, when the, 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 the other women go in the cool of the morning, yeah. right? So she's going at the hot time of day because she doesn't want to be shamed, and, and the women don't want to hang out with her who's been with five other husbands, right? So people know who she is, but she, because she met Christ, said, come this is literally her testimony this sentence is her testimony it is come see a man who told me all the things i ever did can this be the christ um that's how so powerful is that bro so fire and if you're a new christian i encourage you dude go out and tell people your testimony yeah. it doesn't matter how fresh you are to it i'm mm. seven months into christianity mm. run run with it yeah so good dude thank you brother Guys, that's so good, and I'm almost positive you guys can look me up on this and s tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the Samaritan woman is the first missionary. A hundred percent. I think she is. Do you know that for a fact? I think it's I think it's Jesus and then. And then. Well, yeah, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I think she was the first missionary, and yeah. we can take after her. Um, another example, we don't have time to read the whole thing, but guys, go look up Acts chapter 22. Paul himself actually shares his testimony so there's some time hey if you haven't spent time with the lord yet today acts chapter 22 is really cool paul shares his testimony um guys be encouraged to share a testimony as seth said seth bro you enjoyed your time today i did i really enjoyed this. dude it was fun it was really nice fun. and easy right well i'll have to got, do it again sometime. got to get in the word bro get to encourage each other and encourage people listening guys go tell one other person seth tell them go tell one other other person let's go let's go tell one Come other on, person somebody. about this podcast um i think this is a great podcast i don't know about you guys you're listening um but more people need to hear it so guys go share it with one other person if you have not subscribed yet um please do five dollars a month goes a long way we come out with a new episode every other wednesday um and we got some cool episodes on there. Last subscription episode was on arts, creativity, and living for Jesus. It's really good. I'll have to listen to that. Um, I haven't listened to that one. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, but guys, go testify. It's time to testify, somebody. Let's go live an abiding and evangelistic and disciple-making lifestyle. To live for ministries, out.